Good evening. <clears throat> Good evening, everyone. It is my honor to call to order the March 8, 2023 meeting of the Goleta Parks and Recreation Commission. If everyone would please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you so much. Mr. Mendoza, would you please do the roll call? Commissioner Feria? Present. Commissioner Hugh? Present. Commissioner Filibosian? Present. Commissioner Replico Purinton? Present. Commissioner Walton? Present. Vice Chair Jenkins? Here. Chair Williams? Here. Thank you so much. Before we go to public forum, I do want to welcome, on behalf of the commission, our newest commissioner, Commissioner Philobosian. Uh, commissioner, in the tradition of new commissioners, if you could tell us a few things about yourself to both the commission and the public, we would appreciate it. Oh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> you should uh, be an expert on this topic, however. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to join. Uh, I've lived in Goleta since, I think, 94, 95. Um, graduated from Dos Pueblos High School um, and have left a couple times for grad school but came back. Um, I now work for Special Olympics here in Santa Barbara County and oversee all programs and operations. Um, I'm very active. I love Goleta and the Goodland, and I tell everybody. And so I'm very excited to join this committee and work with all of you guys. Thank you so much. We're yep. very pleased to have you join us. All right. It is now time for the public forum. This is the time for any member of the public to speak on an item that is not on the agenda. Mr. Mendoza, do we have any members of the public wishing to speak? If there are any members of the public wishing to speak on an item that is not on the agenda, please use the raise hand icon and I can call on you shortly. And I am seeing no hands raised. Thank you, Mr. Mendoza. At this time, I would like to ask staff and commissioners if there are any amendments or adjustments that need to be made to the agenda. Yes. Ms. Plummer. Chair Williams and members of the commission, I wanted to share with you as we move on to um, the consent calendar that in front of all the commissioners, we do have a revised uh, set of minutes for the January meeting. Um, so we will be looking at that um, separately. We'll be voting on the minutes separately during the consent calendar. But we do have revised minutes and we have highlighted those corrections for your convenience. So if there um, are any other changes, we can discuss it at that time. 
Thank you very much, Ms. Fleming. With that, we will go to the consent calendar. Uh, but the commissioners, please do take a look at what is highlighted in yellow while we're moving on to the consent calendar. Um, Mr. Mendoza, could you please read the items into the record on the consent calendar? We have item A1, approval of the December 5th, 2022 and January 25th, 2023 Parks and Recreation Commission meeting minutes. Item A2, Parks and Recreation Manager project and program updates. Item A3, Parks and Open Space Division report. And item A4, the director's report. Very good. Um, as Ms. Plummer said, we need to pull from the consent agenda item A2. We also need to pull from the consent agenda item A1 because one of our commissioners, our newest one, was not at that meeting. And so we need to vote on that separately. Chair Williams, A1 is both sets of minutes. So oh, we'll A1 be voting. Both sets of minutes. We'll be voting on the minutes um, as A1 yes. separately from the rest of the consent yes, calendar. Indeed. Thank you so much for that. And then when you do vote on the revised minutes, the motion would need to include as revised. Yes. And then before we post, we will take off the highlights. Thank you so much. That's a, an important clarification. Um, do any commissioners wish to pull from the consent agenda item A2, A3, or A4 uh, with any questions or comments or clarifications? Seeing no commissioners raising their hands, and by the way, for the public to know, we have a technical glitch with our system tonight, so we're going to be doing everything the old-fashioned way, so be sure and wave your hands because we don't have the electronic notification. We'll also be taking all votes um, by voice. All right, thank you. All right, so <clears throat> let's go ahead and um, look at consent calendar item A1, which we have pulled out, which is approval of the December 5th and the January 25th um, commission meeting minutes. Um, as I said, um, with respect to December 5th, um, we do need to vote on that separately because um, we have the new commissioner who was not here for that meeting. And um, do any commissioners have any amendments that need to be made to the um, minutes of December 5th? All right. Um, let's go ahead and vote on that right now, Mr. Mendoza, if we could approve the um, agenda of the minutes for December 5th. Is there a motion? Actually, I had a question. That we are on, we're, we just pulled A1, and so we'll just walk through this, you know, one at a time. All right. Yes. Yes. I move, I move that we accept the minutes of December as presented. Thank you. Is there a second? I actually had a question. I yes. cannot find the minutes for December 5th. In January's my revised. January's revised. And I'm sorry, Commissioner Walton? I cannot find the minutes for um, December 5th in my packet. I do have the new revised one for January 25th. Okay, very good. So I, I, I can abstain from the vote since I don't have a copy. I'm happy to do that. Mm, you should have a copy. Um, perhaps let's go ahead. No, we can't because we have to do everything in order. Let's just take a moment for you to look at that. 
I'll just take a brief moment, give everyone a chance to look at those yellow highlights on the next set of minutes. All right, very good. Um, and was there a second? A second. Okay, it's been moved and seconded. Uh, Mr. Mendoza, if you would take a roll call vote, please. Commissioner Furia? Yes. Commissioner Hugh? Yes. Commissioner Filibosian? Abstain. Commissioner Replicable Purinton? Aye. Commissioner Walton? Yes. Vice Chair Jenkins? Yes. Chair Williams. Yes. Motion passes. Thank you. We now have the minutes uh, for our January meeting um, as revised. And the revisions are indicated in yellow. Is there a, a motion to approve the minutes from our January meeting as revised? So moved. Okay. It's been moved by Commissioner Jenkins. Is there a second? I second. Thank you, Commissioner Walton. It has been moved and seconded. Is there any discussion? All right. Uh, Mr. Mendoza, if you would take the roll call, please. Commissioner Furia? Yes. Commissioner Hugh? Yes. Commissioner Filibosian? Uh, I abstain. Commissioner Replicable Purinton? Yes. Commissioner Walton? Yes. Vice Chair Jenkins? Yes. And Chair Williams? Yes, thank you very much. All right, um, and I recognize, Mr. Mendoza, that better late than never, if we could see if there are any public members who have any comments with respect to the uh, other items in the agenda on the consent calendar. If there are any members of the public wishing to speak on this item, please use the raise hand icon and I can call on you shortly. And I have no hands raised. Thank you so much. That brings us to approving um, the remainder of the consent agenda, which is A2, A3, and A4. Is there a motion to approve the remainder of the consent agenda? So moved. Okay, thank you, Commissioner Jenkins. Is there a second? I'll second. Thank you, Commissioner Re Replica Purrington. Is there any discussion? I just want to, as always, commend staff for excellent reports. Uh, very clear and um, uh, well stated. All right, um, Mr. Mendoza, if you would please take the roll. Commissioner Furia? Yes. Commissioner Hugh? Yes. Commissioner Filibosian? Yes. Sorry. Commissioner Replicable Purinton? Yes. Commissioner Walton? Yes. Vice Chair Jenkins? Yes. Chair Williams? Yes. Thank you so much. That brings us to Section V of the agenda, discussion action items. Our first action item is B1, review and recommendations of GLEDAS city grants for fiscal year 2023-2024. And we'll be asking Ms. Dawson to present this item, if you would, please, Ms. Dawson. And it's great to see you back at a commission meeting. Thank you so much, Chair Williams and Commission. It's wonderful to be back in front of you. 
this is a new policy that the council is trying out on the Goleta City Grants Program. Up until this year, the Grant Funding Review Committee has reviewed all of the city grant applications. It was decided by council at November 15th, 2022's meeting that it would be broken up by the committees and commissions which had strategic plans in place so that those strategic plans could align with the applications that were out there. Uh, at that November 15th, 2022 meeting, 10 categories were agreed upon, um, but staff was given latitude in applying those categories and using categories that had been used in previous years determined upon the number of applications that fit into those categories. For this fiscal year, one of the categories, economic development, only had one application which self-identified as such. Um, however, there were 11 applications which fit into recreational activities, and because that was so much more than any other category, we added back in the environmental wildlife animal programs which had been a previous category, and were able to split those six and five. Um, that does bring up one point that I just want to make sure everyone's aware of. In the applications, applicants have a list of the categories and are asked to choose which they feel they fall into. Um, as you saw, some of them chose only one, some chose mul multiple. Those are used as guides by staff. We're not uh, limited by their own choices. A perfect example being the Little League chose uh, youth, youth programs as theirs. But I think we can all agree that Little League is a recreational activity as well. So um, in the interest, because each category was capped at 25,000, staff was given latitude to slide in applications where they felt that they, they fit best. For the Parks and Recreation Commission, you have two different categories of review, recreational activities applications, which there are five, and environmental, wildlife, animal programs applications, of which there are six. Again, each category is limited to $25,000 in funding. And uh, after the commission makes their decisions, those decisions will be taken to city council in late April, early May, hopefully, and will be finalized by council at that time. I should also note too, uh, so each of the commissioners was given the applications ahead of time and given a spreadsheet which showed each of the applications um, their grant requests, if they had received grant requests last year, and were asked to make those recommendations uh, and bring those to the meeting. I have compiled everyone's and I have an average, and once we get through commission questions and any uh, public questions, we can post that on the screen and see where our averages lie. Excellent. Well, I hope the commissioner enjoyed going through the package as much as I did. <clears throat> I was talking with Commissioner Hugh right beforehand. She said, it's wonderful reading about all the terrific work that's being done in our community. And thank you so much for the excellent presentation and the package, too. All right, um, I'll tell you how I would like to proceed with this. Uh, we've just had the report from Ms. Dawson. Um, I'm going to ask the commissioners if you have any questions of Ms. Dawson next. And then we're going to ask Ms. Dawson to post the uh, numbers that each commissioner just so the public knows, we'll show which each commissioner selected in terms of the recommended grant amount and then the averages for each of the programs. And after we post that, then we will ask for public comment so the public will know where we are at that point. <laughs> um, then after public comment, and commissioners can ask questions of the people testifying if they're one of the uh, grantees, 
um, then um, I will ask if any commissioners would like to modify any of their numbers. So you can jot down any thoughts you have about that and we'll put any modified numbers in. We will look where we are at that point and then engage in commission discussion. Does that sound like a plan? I think this will go efficiently. Okay, so with that then, do any commissioners have questions for Ms. Dawson about any aspect of you know, what she said, uh, the packages that she provided, the process or anything else? You have to use your answer. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I noticed that uh, Commissioner Walton, we'll start with you. Uh, yes, I did have a question. Um, really excited about the application from the San Marcos Parent-Child Workshop, and they indicated that they are serving um, 46 Goleta children plus uh, Goleta parents, but then later in their application, um, they didn't respond to the question of the total amount. So I was just curious as to what percentage of Goleta residents, whether they're youth or parents, are being served by San Marcos Parent-Child Workshop? So I don't have that information. I just have what, what's in the application. However, if there is a representative from uh, San Marcos Parent-Child Workshop on the line, then they can answer and clarify that, that number for us. Thank you. Any other questions? Yes, Commissioner Furia. No. Okay. Um, I had a question about uh, each category gets $25,000. If one, is it okay to not grant all $25,000? And then the follow-up to that is if we don't grant it, where does that other money go? Absolutely. So while you are limited to the 25000 you are not required to use the entirety of the 25000 What will happen if there is any money left over is that decision will go to city council. That will be reported that there was money left over. In previous years when that's happened, when it's just been grant funding review committee, the um, extra money has gone under city manager authority. And so if something happens later on, for example, a couple of years ago, uh, Just Pueblos Little League, their equipment shed burnt down. And they, they asked for kind of an emergency grant for that, and we had funds available because they had not been fully expended. So that is an option, and again, that will go to council for their decision. Thank you. Very helpful. Yes, Commissioner. Quick follow-up. Does that money have to stay within the category, or would it go across categories at that point? At that point, it could go across categories. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Walton. Uh, I also have a question. This is my first year of redoing grants. I'm so excited. I, I love doing this. Um, what is the commission's uh, policy when applicants do not complete the full application? I believe there are a couple organizations that do not provide budget information. Um, I already know that they're worthy organizations and the work that they're doing, but there is some information that can be gleaned from that. So if they left the budget information uh, empty, um, what is our procedure on that? And then how do we make sure that they get the support they need in the future and complete the budget or, and definitely, definitely don't encourage bad behavior that organizations put in application with no budget. Yeah, So there are several options in that scenario. So one of the options is that um, the commission can ask that that applicant provide that information and make, um, oh goodness, I'm forgetting the word, a, I guess a preliminary. Conditional. 
condi conditional grant, you know, saying we'll grant you this if this information is received. Um, and again, that can go to council and we can say, yes, we did receive this information, so we're good to grant, or no, we didn't, therefore that money is still remaining. Um, the commission could decide, sorry, you didn't complete the application, it's incomplete, we're not gonna grant you any funds this year. Um, the, uh, we haven't had a workshop, a, a pre-application workshop, or even a workshop during application for the last few years due to COVID, um, but then also this year, because in talking to some previous staff, it hadn't, they, they hadn't felt it was very helpful, and that it be kind of became this thing of, were we helping applicants write their applications, and so were they getting an unfair advantage? However, we have been, staff has been very widely available to applicants if they had questions of, I'm confused about this question or I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I'm supposed to be, and, and we certainly help out there too. So uh, it's not, you know, applicants have not been left out in the cold on this. Thank you. If I could just follow sure. up briefly on that. Um, the purpose of it is not to be punitive. Um, we recognize a lot of these nonprofits do this work regardless of whether or not they get funded through the city. Um, but what we don't want to do is get in a position that Ms. Dawson's talking about where we're kind of unfairly helping one group over another, um, actively inserting ourselves into their process. Uh, one thing that Ms. Dawson does uh, quite regularly is that during that, um, <clears throat> the application period, she sends lots of reminders mm -hmm. and make sure you do this and make sure you make sure it's completed and just a reminder, the deadline is this day. So we feel very comfortable that we've um, tried to do as much as we can uh, to help them get there, but ultimately um, they are responsible for submitting. Uh, the Parks and Recreation Commission, just like the other bodies that review these, does have a bit of discretion. So you could ultimately fund none of them, one of them, two, or whatever that number is uh, within those parameters. And so um, one thing that we, we brought up during uh, the Homelessness Issue Standing Committee is, um, and this is not in any way trying to shade one way or the other, but a lot of these organizations are gonna continue to do this work regardless of whether they get funded 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, 5,000. Um, so it is a great opportunity to see what's out there and what's being done already, and it's really more so looking at it from the standpoint, is the city uh, actively um, supporting them um, or just kind of benefiting from their activities without helping to provide funding? So that's just a couple of things that have come up through the other meetings that I thought might be helpful as you start making decisions. Thank you. Any other commissioner questions? Yes, Commissioner Furrier. Can I make a follow-up comment to that notion, the, the question that Courtney had? Sorry, Commissioner Walton. <laughs> My apologies. Um, one of the things I like to consider is a lot of these are all volunteer-run organizations, whereas other ones are large-scale organizations that have professional grant writers. So for me personally, I like to take into consideration for equities purpose. You know, this might be someone at two o'clock in the morning after two other jobs writing this up out of the goodness of their heart versus someone who's got eight hours in the day they're getting paid for to write it. So um, trying to pay attention to the type of organization and who might might be writing that for them. So I, I might give more leeway to an organization who small budget, small no staff versus if it's a big budget organization with lots of staff and they're leaving things out. So that's my personal concern. <laughs> Thank you, Commissioner. Yeah, and that's certainly been brought up uh, in the other meetings, and so that's why that discretion is there. Um, 
sometimes you know people do have professional staff which is much different than having you know a cadre of volunteers you know trying to bandage an application together so uh, one thing we, we try to provide a little bit more in terms of um, assurances to to the city is is the end of year report so hopefully that gives them time to make sure that they submit all these things on time and and um, share what they're doing um, some of it is just based on reputation. Some people feel that you know the, these are worthwhile organizations. Some go strictly on the application themselves. So um, part of what we're planning to do this summer is to, to try to get a little bit better codification of criteria to use for each reviewing body. Um, but council has tended to kind of just defer to, to the different uh, subgroups or the standing committees for that. So you get a little bit of variation. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Valdez. All right, yes, Commissioner Jenkins. This is a point of uh, clarification. When the, when do these requests for uh, applications go out? And Excuse me, Vice Chair Jenkins, can you make sure your microphone's on, please? Okay. Yeah. And how long do they have to fill it out? And when the application came in, what kind of support services were offered by staff to help them meet the criteria that we were asking for? Absolutely. So uh, notices of funding availability were uh, issued on December 16th, I believe. Um, and the application period ran from December 16th of last year to January 27th of this year. We recognize that the holidays are in there, so we wanted to give them some extra time. Um, again, as Mr. Valdez said, we emailed quite often. What we do is we email all of the applicants from the previous two years. So anybody who's, who's applied, as well as putting out press releases, there's notices in the Santa Barbara Independent and a Latino newspaper, um, as well as uh, information on our website. So we really try our best to you know, get the word out there. Um, we use a third-party system called Zoom Grants for the applications. And so anytime there's been any kind of technical issue, we've had to defer to Zoom Grants, but we have always kept in the loop and followed up and made sure, okay, were you able to fill that in? Were you able to get the help there? On questions whether the criteria we don't go in and review the applications and say, well, you need to clarify this more or you need to give this information. First of all, there's just too many. There were 59 different applications received this year. And as happens, most of them came in at the, the last minute. And again, too, it kind of falls into that unfair advantage of are we basically checking someone's work when a professional grant writer might have gotten everything, but a volunteer might not have. So, and I, I would just add to that, um, you know, even after the fact, after it's submitted, I, I kind of tend to be, I don't want to say the bad guy, but you've submitted, you've submitted, that's what you submitted, right? Um, you can't, I don't want to wish somebody into a grant by giving them an additional amount of time to provide something that, that could have been provided as part of the grant. If they, if during that grant period before they hit the submit button, they can ask all the questions they want and we'll be able to guide them as best we can in terms of a fair, um, yes, you might want to look here, you might want to look there. 
but we're not going to help them write it. And then certainly after the fact, I don't think it's appropriate for us to add an additional week to allow them to bring something else back in. Um, so the question about yours, what kind of support is added after it's submitted? I would say we don't provide them additional support after it's submitted. Once it's in, it's in. Um, and then we bring it to you um, or whatever body that's going to review it. I, I think it would be just really unfair to give one group, one organization a, an opportunity to fix their application after. If they want to talk about it during the call or during a meeting, I, I think they're welcome to do so. And if I may, as someone who's been both professionally and as a volunteer involved in a lot of grant making, that is the you know, normal course of action. Um, there's a deadline, what is submitted is submitted, and that's what the grant funders rely upon exclusively. All right, any other questions or comments? Okay, drum roll please, let's see what the numbers look like. And then we'll be going to public comment. And the public can see this, correct? Yes, so this is being shared on the Zoom webinar as well. Is it, is it? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you are sharing screen. Um, I realize that's very tiny. <laughs> so I will zoom in here, and then we can scroll to view each commissioner's. So it appears on the um, the commissioner's screens pretty legible. Um, I'm assuming at home it, it looks a little bit better. Um, and if not, um, I think verbally as we talk through it, people should be able to follow along. Very good. And on my screen, I cannot see what each commissioner has. Oh, if we'll have to scroll to the right. In we'll order have to, to scroll to the right. Yeah, yeah. So we're scrolling right now. If we try to put everything on at once, it'll be very, very I small. Okay, again, this is just to give kind of an initial sense, and then we will go to the public comment side. So as you can see right now, uh, let's see if I can fit that on. As you can see right now, so the yellow column here is the average from each commissioner's votes. And this bottom number here and your bottom number here are are the uh, the final amount. So on that first one, we are only off by well off. Um, we're one thousand one hundred and six dollars shy of twenty five hundred <laughs> or twenty five thousand. And on the bottom one, we are four hundred and seventy one dollars off of twenty five thousand. So that's a total of fifteen seventy seven. That if these numbers stayed the same, could go back to uh, council and city manager. Right. And if any commissioner at this point says, oops, I really meant to do the full 25,000 and you wish to increase your any of your recommendations for yours, uh, feel free to do so right now, just in case. I know it was <laughs> a lot of adding. <laughs> I added several times, I was like, oops, no, wait, that didn't come out of 25, let's do this again. Um, does any commissioner, just based on seeing your numbers now in print with the added wish to, I'll make any modification. I didn't see my, my numbers when I wrote them down here. That's on this uh, spreadsheet. Um, it's second after mine, so chair and then vice chair. Okay. Do you see that? Yes, I do yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to get everything to kind of fit. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So as you can see, Chair Jenkins, which uh, Vice Chair Jenkins, um, uh, you're 1,000 less, which could have been intentional or could have been, oops, uh, I meant to do the full 25. Um, but does anyone wish, just based on how your columns added out, wish to make any modification to this one? Yes, Missing Replicable Pollution. Yes, I'd like to um, increase for the uh, Wilderness Youth Program from 7,500 to 8,500. And I believe one of those is the Audubon the, for kid, the kids count, but I'm not sure what number that. It's the second line. Is it 14, line 14 right now? Yes. That, okay, right. great. Um, I would like to increase that to 4,000. Sorry, it actually looks like that's the third one down. So you'd like to increase that to 4,000? Yes, please. Thank you for verifying that. <laughs> Trustee Mr. Mendoza-Diaz over here. Couldn't do this without him. <laughs> All right. Um, does any other commission wish to make a modification before we hear public comment? Okay. Very good. Mr. Mendoza, if you would please ask for public comments. If there are any members of the public wishing to speak on this item, please use the raise hand icon and I can call on you shortly. And at the moment, I have no hands raised. Mm. All right. Oh, I actually just got a hand right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ms. Emery, I will go ahead and unmute you on our end. If you can please go ahead and unmute yourself on your end. You may begin to speak whenever you're ready. Yes, hi, can you hear me? Yes, yes we yes, can. Yes, we can. Hi. Yeah, this is Catherine Emery, Santa Barbara Audubon Society, and I just wanted to thank the commissioners for their time in considering our grant proposal. And I'm in attendance for this part, so if you have any questions, please let me know. All right, does anyone have any questions of uh, uh, Ms. Emery or Dr. Emery at this point. And as she pointed out, this would be under Environmental Wildlife Animal Programs application. It would be item three, Santa Barbara Audubon Society. Any questions? All right. Hearing none. Um, Mr. Mendoza, do we have anyone else who wishes to testify? I do have another hand raised, uh, Stacy Matson. I will go ahead and unmute you on our end. And go ahead and unmute yourself on your end, and you may begin to speak whenever you are ready. Oh, thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Hi. Um, I'm Stacy Madsen from the Animal Shelter Assistance Program. I just wanted to take you to take a moment on behalf of ASAP to thank you all for the funding we've received in the past, and we're really excited to hopefully receive additional funding uh, for next year for our volunteer program in support of all the felines of Santa Barbara County, the city of Goleta. Thank you so much. 
And of course, if you have any questions, I am available. Thank you. Does anyone have any questions for Ms. Matson and or the Animal Shelter Assistance Program application? All right, hearing none, thank you very much, Ms. Matson, for your words. Yes. Mr. Mendoza, do we have anyone else? I do have one other hand raised. Uh, Paige Mantula, I will go ahead and unmute you on our end. Uh, you may begin to speak uh, whenever you are ready. Thank you very much. Uh, this is Paige Mantile with Santa Barbara Humane, and I just wanted to thank you for all of your time and consideration of our TLC clinic uh, grant and granting us. And um, this is a wonderful list of, of Galicians. So thank you for letting us be a part and for your support. Thank you very much, very much, Ms. Van Tile. Yeah. Do any commissioners have any questions for Ms. Van Tile or for the Santa Barbara Humane application? I see none. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mr. Mendoza, do we have anyone else who wishes to speak? Chair Williams, I see no further hands raised. All right. All right. Very good. Okay. Based on the comments, <laughs> um, would any commissioner like to change any of their uh, grant recommendations at this time before we get the final averages and discuss um, uh, possible motions or modifications. Yes. I would also like to add, so we have, goodness, now I have to do math, um, $186 left on the environmental wildlife animal programs and on the top one, $1,106 still, yes. Um, so what I can do is I can take the screen down for a second and round up to the nearest five that or zero that so that we can terrific. get some whole numbers. Yes. Um, if you'll give me just a second to I do love that, make that sure idea because still these are. <laughs> um, They're really you're really close, um, and the other reason we wanted to do it is for our, our friends in the finance department. Exactly. Um, the more numbers you have that you have to type out, the more chances you have of actually getting them wrong. So it's just a little easier, and it's an awkward. Uh, amount to say out loud. Right, right. Just it's a, I, I, that was a brilliant recommendation. Let's see how that looks. And while Ms. Dawson is doing this, we can see how everything lines up. And we will start, we will take each category one at a time. Um, we'll start with the recreation category. Vote on that after discussion. And um, any lobbying anyone wants to do for higher numbers or lower numbers? And then we'll do the environment wildlife uh, category. Well, we're going to look at the averages look. and see if anyone wants to, you know, highly Modified. recommend okay. yeah, that something be changed. And if not, we may all look at the averages and say that looks pretty darn good. Commissioner Hughes. 
Um, so say we had a question for an organization whose representative may not be present right now. How could we possibly get our questions answered by that grant applicant? It's, it's sometimes kind of like a, a lottery. You must be present to win. Um, <laughs> now, what we can do is what we talked about earlier is if the commission is comfortable um, adding a conditional language on a contingency on them providing something, we would forward that with uh, the contingency language to city council. We wouldn't hold another meeting and bring them back to make sure that we'd have to convene it and vote again. Um, so I, I think that's probably the most fair is um, if, if the commission really feels strongly and they want to put that as a condition, we could certainly do that. Or there's deference given to the commission to say, no, I think, I think we have what we need to make a decision. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Chair Williams and members of the commission, while Ms. Dawson is uh, finalizing those calculations, I just wanted to take this time to thank you for taking this uh, task that you've been given uh, very seriously and working hours off of outside to, to try to go through all of those applications. I know it's hard to choose those and um, everybody was fantastic coming in prepared and uh, we really appreciate that. So thank you so much. So uh, Ms. Dawson is continuing to cook the books right now, so we'll uh, <laughs> give her a couple well, more seconds. I'm, I'm sure Mr. Valdez, you, you meant to say something slightly different than that. But <laughs> okay, I think, I think I have something pretty good. Let me just... Yeah, just take, take your time to make sure that <sighs> no, this is all the rounding is, you know, correct, and I... I see Mr. Mendoza carefully looking at the screen at the same time. Which, which is, is very, very, which is very much very, appreciated. Very I cannot appreciated indeed. I cannot tell you enough how much I need him looking at that for me. All right. So what I've done is I've inserted yes, I'm I'm I was going to say And just so the public knows, um, we were very honored that the City Council asked the Greater Parks and Recreation Commission to look at these two categories. And this is the first time we've done this. So um, um, I'm also pleased that all the commissioners were able to do their assessments um, um, and thoughtfully. And so we look forward to seeing where we are now. Okay, so where we are now. if you look at the screen, the light green between the blue and the yellow, the yellow is your averages, so okay. taking into consideration all the commission votes, and the blue is what they asked for. Right. The green in the middle is rounding up. I see, very good. It's, it's very light green. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, the the it's, slightly off-color white. <laughs> Can, does everyone see the column? Yes. Yes, yes. it's between Thank the... You. Blue and the yellow, which would be green, that was appropriately spectrum-wise. Okay, we can call it light sage. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. A, a, a whiff of sage, yeah. Um, all right, so we are going to focus on the recreation um, category first. And as you can see, the averages came out with 5,000 for Dos Pueblos Little League Baseball, 3,000 for Goleta Valley Girls Softball, 8,000 for GVFLL baseball field maintenance, 4,000 for uh, Santa Barbara Channel uh, Watershed Brigade. Oh, excuse me, I read that wrong? No, yes? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 excuse me, so sorry. 
4,000 for the San Marcos Parent-Child Workshop Stage Structure, and 4,500, thank you very much for the notes, Santa Barbara Channel Keeper Watershed Brigade. All right, commissioners, that is what our averages look like. Does any, and that gets us to 24,500, um, which means there's an additional 500 if, you know, it's uh, possible to, if, if it's desirous to increase anyone's, whoops, we went blank. It's being back on. Oh, good, it's good, good, okay. thank you. Um, um, so, does any commissioner wish to um, advocate for moving anything up, down, or around? Yes, Commissioner Freer? Oh, Commissioner Wendt, she can go first. Commissioner Hughes. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> One of you, just jump I'll in. go first. Thank you. Um, so since there's the $500 difference, I would um, encourage the commissioners to consider adding it to the San Marcos Parent-Child Workshop. They asked for a very specific amount, so therefore it looks to me as if they've really done their research, and I have to tell you that I am a preschool teacher, not at that school, but those shade structures are vital to the outdoor classrooms, which are necessary if COVID numbers spike, if flu numbers spike, if there's some unseen bird flu in the future or whatever. So I would strongly recommend that we add the $500 to the San Marcos Parent-Child Workshop. All right, and I'm going to take recommendations and um, see if there are any more and then we'll discuss them all again. Any, uh, Commissioner Fierde, did you have a recommendation? Yeah, I just, I think we were pushing the button at the same time to say the same thing. So okay. She just said it better, so I agree. Okay, very good. Um, all right, yes, Commissioner Walton. Yes, I do have questions for the San Marcos Parent-Child Workshop. Uh, they were one of the organizations that um, did not complete the budget information. And one of the questions I had is they said that they serve 46 children and 40 adults that are Gator resi residents, but saying that they are in Santa Barbara, um, what percentage of their total enrollment are, to, are Toledo students? Because at another point when they asked, when we asked them what is their total number, they just said 46. Again, they just told us the Gator number. And then also with their budget information, um, I was just very surprised that there was nothing there for looking for funds from anywhere else, especially the city of uh, Santa Barbara. So I was just curious as to why we should fund the whole thing. Thank you very much. And I'm not gonna try to answer on their behalf, but just, just to clarify, folks are at home. Uh, San Marcos High School is in the unincorporated portion of the county, so it's not under the city of Santa Barbara, it's not under the city of Goleta, it's under the county of Santa Barbara. Um, they do have uh, enrollment that allows folks from City of Santa Barbara, the County Unincorporated, City of Goleta to attend, and even on special uh, circumstances, people maybe from the City of Carpinteria, I think there, there, there's not granted very regularly, but I think there are options to do that. So one thing we always try to keep in mind is, you know, even if uh, a provider is not in the City of Goleta, they may in fact be serving people that live in Goleta, but use that. So. It's important that we um, share that with the commission, but also others at home. Just things don't always line up with city limits, and so um, services often do go across uh, boundaries. 
That's that's really good feedback. I appreciate that. However, the question sure. was asked, how many students do you serve? Yeah. And they just said 46 Toledo. So yes. I'm just curious, mm -hmm. how many of the, the general public program, how many are they serving? Yeah, very uh, good question. Yes. And Commissioner Walton, to that, the representative from San Marcos Parent Child Workshop, I do not see them on the public side to answer. I know we had asked that, you had brought that up before, and, and we'd asked, and um, I still do not see them on the participant side, so I, I don't think we'll be getting an answer on that tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, any, and again, I'm just going to take any possible recommendations. Um, I will make one. Um, <clears throat> I would like to increase the Santa Barbara Channel Keepers Watershed Brigade by, uh, I was proposed 2,500, and perhaps um, given the... Um, uh, Question? 2,500 or 250? 250. Thanks. Thank you. I'll, I would love 2,500, but let's, <laughs> let's do 250, shall we? Um, and... And then, um, and then reducing, but with, I think, um, Commissioner Walton's very um, good recommendation, the increase to the um, San Marcos Parent-Child Workshop, um, uh, reducing that to 250 additional. So that would be my proposal for that additional uh, money. But again, we're just going to put different proposals on the table. Anyone else have anything you would <laughs> like my other proposal would just be that the balance of five hundred thousand or five hundred dollars is what we need to balance. That that would go to the um, Channel Keeper Watershed Brigade. Okay. Thanks. All right. Anything else? Um, Chair Williams, uh, okay. Commissioner Furia has a question. Yes, yes Commissioner. Furia. Um, I would have a third proposal then yeah. um, to perhaps decrease the Goleta Valley, uh, the, the largest one, the Goleta Valley South mm -hmm. Little League, mm -hmm. and fully fund San Marcos and Santa Barbara um, channel keepers, or, or, or increase each of those by 500 and decrease the Goleta Valley South Little League okay. by 1,000. Okay. Or by 500, I guess, because we have right, 500. Right, by 500. Right. Correct. So that would drop down to 7,500. All right, I am going to, um, if I may, uh, chair discussion, I'm going to see if there is a motion to adopt the proposal that um, Commissioner Furio put forth, which is to review. It would be to provide um, a GVSLL uh, with um, a grant of 7,500. It would be to provide um, uh, channel keepers, a grant of 5000 and it would be to provide the San Marcos uh, Parent-Child Workshop with a grant of 4500 is that right? Yeah. Is there a, is, uh, does someone wish to make that motion? I will make that motion. I will second that motion. Second from um, Commissioner Bethel-Durrington. Is there any discussion on that motion? Mr. Mendoza, would you like to take the roll, please? Commissioner Furia? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Hugh? Yes. 
Commissioner Filibosian? No. Commissioner Replicable Purinton? Aye. Commissioner Walton? No. Vice Chair Jenkins? Yes. Chair Williams? Yes. Motion passes. Thank you very much. All right. That was an excellent discussion and um, appreciate everyone's input. Chair Williams, with those changes, you are now at 25,000 for the recreational activities applications. We can scroll down to the environmental wildlife animal programs where with the adjustments, we are also at 25,000. Okay, very good. So we are starting at 25,000 at this point. So if the commissioners could just take a moment to see where we are and then I will welcome anyone's, uh, any commissioner's recommendations for modification. Any commissioners wish to um, put on the table a recommended modification to this? No one wants? No one's wants? Do I hear a motion to adopt this list as presented? So moved. So moved by Commissioner, by Vice Chair Jenkins. Is there a second? I, I have a question. Oh yes, um, um, let, let's if we, let's see if we have a second, and then we'll go to the questions yeah. if we may. Is there I'll, a second? I'll second that okay. motion. Thank you, Commissioner Replica Purinton. Yes, Commissioner Walton. So, will we be rounding up um, on these as well, or am I reading this? Um, the 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 pale green is column is the on? one we're looking at. Okay, okay. And is this the point where we make any changes or suggestions or? Yes. Okay. So um, we have a motion on the table to do it as presented. Okay. Um, but you still have the opportunity to propose an amendment to that. Yes, I would. Um, I would just suggest that we fund wilderness youth projects at the full ten thousand, and perhaps uh, decrease um, from the. Um, one of the other organizations, possibly the Audubon Society or the um, Santa Barbara Humane. Uh, actually, I would, I would vote for the Santa Barbara Humane. Uh, they did not, let's see, the rest question 5,000. They did not complete the, um, there were questions that I had on their application as well that were confusing. But um, I feel strongly that the Wilderness Youth Project was, uh, it's just a great program. I would like to, encourage us to vote for the full 10,000 for that one and whatever we need to take out of, take it from the Santa Barbara Humane. Right. Has someone done the math on that, what it would be for Humane? At the full 10,000 for? Um, it looks like, okay. So that would be 1850 from Humane. So at that point, uh, Santa Barbara Humane would get $1,750. All right, very good. Um, yes, please. Is Santa, is Santa Barbara Humane on the line? Perhaps we can speak with them? I believe their representative is, yes. Yes. 
That would yes, be uh, Chair Williams. Ms. Van Tile. I think you also have a question from another commissioner. Uh, yes. Yeah, let's go ahead with um, the question. Mine's not really a question. I was wondering if you could pull back so we could see the amounts we requested originally. Oh, Please. yes. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Fuller. And that's what I think I can talk about. I don't, I don't want to ask like about. All right. And so, um, Commissioner Walton, did you have a specific question for the Santa Barbara Humane Society? Yes. It just would have been helpful at the time of review had they completed their revenue sources on the budget. Um, they just gave us the total, uh, you know, budget for their organization. They gave us expenditures for salaries and supplies, and then when it comes for revenue sources, um, all they had were fees, and I just felt like there's, and for Galita funds also, um, it says zero on here. It doesn't even show where our funds would go into. So it was just confusing for me. Yes. Um, Ms. Van Tile, if you're on the phone, could you speak to um, Commissioner Walton's um, concerns? Thank you. This is Paige Van Tile here. Um, yes, concerning the Galita fees, um, I broke out our the fees that we receive for income plus donations because we um, we do offer. Uh, our services through our clinic through our, and our adoption fees. And then we also supplement that with, um, with donations and grants. Um, so I thought I had filled all of that to complete the entire budget. And then for the $5,000 um, fee from Galita, I was under the impression that was um, to be used, which I was asking for the, um, the TLC clinic scholarship program. Um, I thought that was if we had received fees from Galita before, which we have not. Commissioner Walton, any follow-up questions? No, I, and I don't want to nitpick this, just that we did the application request for current fiscal year as well as next fiscal year. And um, the other applicants were able to put in their information to see how, you know, the city of Galita's support would be leveraged against other types of support. And without you completing this, I was not able to understand what that would look like. And because you were such a large budgeted organization, I thought, well, perhaps, you know, we should just reduce it because they haven't completed information. Um, I'm sorry for the confusion. Um, and I understand there was conversation about there being an unfair advantage about providing things after the fact of submission of a grant, but I would love the opportunity to be able to break that out further. Yes, I, I'm afraid we cannot afford that opportunity okay. at this time. Um, yes, Ms. Dawson. And I would just like to highlight a mathematical error on my part. If we were to accept Commissioner Walton's amendment, uh, the Humane Clinic would actually go down to 1,650, not 750. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Um, 
Would any other commissioner like to propose um, an alternative to the um, green numbers that we have right now? Um, I think. So just to clarify for everybody, yes. the, there's a motion on the table, yes. right? And so yeah. an opportunity right. to change that motion yeah. would require a new motion. Yeah, yeah. Just to well, require it, yeah. I'm, I'm just, because ideally we do just have everything on the table at once. So we're, given that we're not bound by Robert's rules, mm -hmm. we're just being a little flexible here. So I just want to see if there are any other alternative um, um, propositions. Um, if we were to increase wilderness use uh, projects to 9,000, um, what would that leave the Santa Barbara Humane? That would leave the Santa Barbara Humane with $2,650. Okay. Um, all right. So. I think I would like to propose that, and we have um, Commissioner Walton's. Commissioner Walton, if we were to come up with an amendment, would you feel comfortable with the 9,650? Um, yes, okay. yes, that would be fine. All right, so let's look at that as, um, so I move to amend the motion um, for 9,000 to go to um, Alaska, uh, I mean, to a wilderness youth project, and uh, 2,650 to go to the Santa Barbara Humane Clinic. Is there a second on that amendment? I can second. Okay. Any discussion on the amendment? So there's been a motion. Right. And then there was an amendment. Yes. So we've this is the second amendment. No, this is now the single amendment. We didn't vote on the first one then. Well, yeah. So, so let me let me just explain. Um, we've had this occur. So there was an there was a initial, right? Motion. And then, so the way it works is if there's a second or an alternative or amended, whatever you want to call it, then that needs to be taken first. So if that fails to get the number of votes, then you go back to the original uh, motion. But you kind of have to go backwards on the most the most recently introduced motion. So if you want to still vote for your motion eventually, um, you could consider voting no, right. and then you'd have the opportunity again if there's enough votes to go back to the first motion. So we have to go the back on the first. The last amendment is what we're going to vote on correct. first. Right now. That's correct. Correct. That's correct. And that becomes a major motion. That Should it pass. Then Should that's it pass. folded into the major motion. Yep. That amends the major motion. Yeah, yeah. We just said it. Right. We came to the same conclusion. We just right. exactly. articulated yep. it. Yeah. I can wait till discussion. I wanted that. No, I think we got this. I'm clear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're on to discussion of the amendment. The amendment. Yep. Great. The last yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I. I, I wouldn't care to take all of, I, I wouldn't mind increasing, and I'm always happy to increase money for Wilderness Youth Project. I, I wouldn't care to take all of that from Humane 
society exclusively. I think there were other organizations who also were very large um, budget organizations who didn't necessarily, the, their distribution um, for the funds didn't necessarily align with what they said in their application when, if, if, we're, if we're focusing on bu budget breakdowns. So um, I, I don't feel comfortable with the amendment in terms of happy to go up on wilderness youth. I don't want all of that money to come from here. Okay, very good. So we will, if this amendment goes down, we will uh, seek a, an alternative amendment from you. Okay, very good. Any other discussion about this amendment? Okay, Mr. Mendoza, roll call, please. Commissioner Furia? No. Commissioner Hugh? No. Commissioner Filibosian? Yes. Commissioner Replicable Purinton? Yes. Commissioner Walton? Yes. Vice Chair Jenkins? Yes. Chair Williams? Yes. Motion passes. Yeah. All right, let's do the main motion then. This motion would then be, all the other numbers would be as presented in green uh, with the two modifications for um, the amended amendment. No, because now yes. we have to go vote Vice on Chair, no, that took care of it because you did vote on the whole thing with making those modifications. Oh. The, the amendment okay. did take care of it. You only okay. had to have one vote. All right. We, th we all believe that with that vote, we voted on the green with the two amendments. And the last amendment, but that therefore we, yeah. So as long as, again, we're not bound by Stick Roberts rules. As long as we all believe that the current, um, that what we're proposing is 1,700 for the animal shelter, uh, 4,200 for fostering lifelong fascination with, uh, with nature, um, 3,300 for Santa Barbara Audubon, um, one, uh, 2,650. Oh, you have the modifications here, okay. Yes. Um, uh, and um, then the 4,100 for Santa Barbara Wildlife and 9,000 for Wilderness Youth Project. Right. Are we all comfortable that that is what we voted on? Yes, Commissioner Hugh. Um, I was just wondering if we could ask um, a question about any of the applications, even if the representative isn't here right now, because I have one, but I'm not sure. I think we just voted. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay, that's okay. All right. Two votes have been taken. Yeah, uh, our fabulous city clerk could join us for a All second. Right. Thank you. Oh. Well, thank you. Let me, before we go to the next um, item on the agenda, which uh, looking forward to, yes. Oh, you have a comment about this, please. Hi, um, Chair and Commissioners. Yes. This is so great watching you do this deliberation when you have multiple motions on the floor. So we, uh, we work on Rosenberg's Rules of Order Revised and it allows you to have at least three motions on the floor. When you have two, in this case, you have the original motion, then you have the amended motion. You work on the amended motion first and you go backwards. Once you, if you were to pass that amended motion, which you did today, it does away with the first motion. Okay. So then your, your, your motion is now complete. Okay, thank you very much. That is different than Robert's, so I appreciate that because Robert's is a two-step process. So um, I, was, uh, I was thinking Robert, so I do appreciate under the slightly more relaxed uh, rules of procedure that uh, that takes care of it. So Mr. that's Mr. Valdez good. did a wonderful job in explaining it. Thank you.
Thank you. I do appreciate that very much. And then just very briefly, I think. Yes. And Chair, Chair Williams, Commission, I just want to thank you all so much. I fully recognize what a difficult decision this is. These are all wonderful organizations, and I very much appreciate your attention to detail and your work in reviewing these and recommendations. Thank you. Again, these recommendations will now go to City Council for finalization, probably late April, early May. Thank you so much. And Chair Williams, if I may, um, for Commissioner Hu, who may have some additional questions, just about the programs in general, we're happy to follow up with you outside of this meeting yeah. since we've already voted. And I thank you. I do want to say that, uh, Commissioner Walton, we really appreciate the rigor with which you reviewed the applications. And I do hope, Ms. Dawson, that you will, uh, for next year, really encourage <laughs> the applicants to do a complete uh, application and perhaps suggest that we'll be a little tougher. Um, next year if the applications aren't complete. We're still in a little bit of post-COVID, long COVID, right? Aren't we? A little long COVID, you know, um, haze. And so I think, you know, being a little more relaxed. But I think by next year, um, we will expect um, Absolutely. all of the, you know, um, required items to be in the application. Absolutely. So. We can make that happen. Thank you very, very you. much. Uh, wonderful discussion, Commissioners. Thank you so much. Um, Mr. Valdez actually predicted a much more brutal process, and I promised him with this commission it was going to be smooth and positive, and, and you proved me right. Just to give you perspective, <laughs> uh, last year when we did this, we had, f was it four, six meetings that were an hour and a half each? So if you do the math on that, it was uh, quite a long process. Yeah. And um, we recognized there was, we tried to uh, smooth it out as much as we could. So thank you everyone for, yeah. for contributing. Again, thank you everyone, thank you staff. Really well done, really greatly appreciate it. Thank you all the organizations that applied and uh, we are very excited about taking these recommendations to the city council and we're excited about your work. Yes, uh, Vice I, Chair Jenkins. I just wanna be clear of what you are saying moving forward. So if um, applicants, don't have a complete application, we will not look at that application. What, what are you saying? Because you said that we'll be more exacting is what I got from yeah. that. Yeah. That if it isn't completed, we won't even review it? No, no. It's just oh. that we're going what to be saying? expecting complete applications. And, and that expectation will manifest itself how? Well. We are discussing, but we'll, um, you know. I, I think the idea that um, the chair is trying to relay to us is that in our interactions with the applicants, to remind them that um, the commission did vote last year, but they expect uh, complete applications. We can't force anyone to turn in a complete application, obviously, but we could say that they're going to be a little bit more um, focused on details, and so the, the more complete your application is, the better off you would be, just like anyone else would be. I don't think it's gonna be any kind of a threat, right. but just right. uh, a gentle reminder and nudge to turn in your best work. Yeah. And provide your information. Because we're, we're we wouldn't pull an application and say, you know, you forgot to fill in one question out of 26 and say staff unilaterally decided to just throw it out, so. I just wanted to be clear yep. Yep. to what we're saying. Yes. Appreciate that clarity. Yeah. All right. 
With that, uh, we are going to move on to item B2, which is Selection of Parks and Recreation Commission Chair and Vice Chair. And uh, uh, for purposes of discussion, um, our wonderful city clerk, Ms. Lopez, will be leading the discussion. Oh, thank you for the introductory. <laughs> okay, uh, good evening. Save the best for last, like they always do. <laughs> so this is going to be short and sweet. What we're going to do is we're going to ask for a nomination for the chair. It doesn't require a second. And then I'll reconfirm to see if there's any other nominations, and then we'll go on for a vote, okay? And just to make sure, it does not require a second? does not require a second. We'll do the same thing for the vice chair. Okay, with that, I'm going to open up nominations. Right. Do we have a nomination for chair? I move to um, nominate myself for chair. Okay, do we have any other nominations for chair? With no other nominations for chair? May I... Uh, well, because you're still chair, could you ask for a roll call vote? Yes. Mr. Mendoza, could we please have a roll call vote? Commissioner Furia? Yes. Commissioner Hugh? Yes. Commissioner Filibosian? Yes. Commissioner Replicol Purinton? Yes. Commissioner Walton? Yes. Vice Chair Jenkins? Yes. <laughs> chair Williams? Yes. The motion passes. Okay, we're going to repeat the process for vice chair. Do I have any nominations for vice chair? Is Commissioner Walton interested in vice chair? Commissioner Walton would like to have some more mentoring and training. Is that something I could learn on the job, or should I wait one more year till I get it? Because I am interested, but I, I realize there's a lot that I would like to learn, and, and I've indicated to staff that that is that. Yes, Commissioner Walton, um, I do believe that you could learn a lot on the job. Uh, it's, it's, we help you through the process, and you have a, a great chair to work with. And as mentioned previously, our clerk's office and our city attorney's office is working on some of those uh, trainings for all of our commissions now that we've had a flurry of appointments after an election year. So we'll be seeing those trainings coming forward just to help with commissions in general and um, practices, policies, procedures, protocol, um, decorum in general. So, and as far as leading in a position, you would be the vice chair. So Chair Jenkins would be leading the meetings in his absence, you would step in. Uh, you would be involved in all of our pre-agenda meetings and we'd talk through that. If for any reason Chair Jenkins was absent, then staff would work with you to make sure that you had the tools you needed to be successful. Sounds wonderful, then I accept. Let me just reconfirm if there's no other nominations for vice chair. Seeing no other nominations for vice chair, can we ask for a roll call vote? Chair Jenkins? Already. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can we do a roll call? <laughs> Commissioner Furia? Yes. Commissioner Hugh? Yes. Commissioner Filibosian? Yes. Commissioner Replicol Purinton? Yes. Commissioner Walton? Yes. Commissioner Williams? Yes. Chair Jenkins? Yes. 
The motion passes. And so, so now that we have a new chair, I, I believe I see the passing of the baton. We won't have you switch seats right. since we're closing our meeting down, but um, it, Chair Jenkins, if you can uh, take us to the next item on the agenda. Okay, we're at item C, commissioner comments. Commissioner comments is a chance uh, for commissioners to make a comment, but staff cannot respond to the content on questions because the items are not agendized. Um, I would just like to say to the public listening, I would love to see arts organizations apply for the grant next year. Commissioner Walton. I just want to thank the staff for their uh, patience and support and their excellent reporting and also thank the my fellow commissioners as well. Thank you. Are there other comments? Commissioner Williams. All right. I would just like to remind the public of the upcoming dates. Uh, the next Parks and Recreation Commission meeting will take place on Wednesday, May 10th. Um, the Stowe Grove Master Plan Project will go to council on Tuesday, March 21. And so any commissioner that would like to uh, speak to the city council about that extensive process that we uh, underwent, um, hope you'll be there. And of course, the public is very much encouraged and invited to come to the city council meeting March 21 on the Stowe Grove Master Plan. And the Goleta State of the City is taking place on Monday, April 10th, from 5 to 7 at the Elks Lodge. I'd also just like uh, to thank all the commissioners. I very much enjoyed being chair um, after Commissioner West stepped aside and um, appreciate your support and appreciate the opportunity to serve in this position and really look forward to um, Vice Chair, now Chair Jenkins, taking the gavel. And Chair Jenkins, I would like to just take this opportunity to publicly thank a former chair, uh, Deborah Williams, for all of her leadership over this past year. We've had some um, very exciting meetings, and she's done an excellent job leading it. So thank you so much for your leadership and guidance. And uh, we look forward to another exciting year with our new chair and our new vice chair. So thank you very much, uh, former Chair Williams. And if, chair I, Williams. if I may, because I always like to, if possible, um, in commissioner comments, just to thank staff. And um, it is quite easy being chair with this wonderful support that uh, you get from staff. And so deeply appreciative of Mr. Mendoza, Ms. Plummer, Mr. Valdez, and, um, and Mr. Thompson. And so uh, thank you again. We are so fortunate in our wonderful city to have this outstanding staff. Great leadership. Okay, I see. Oh, one more question. Okay. Um, I would like to say the same thing. Uh, the staff has just been tremendous and supportive of both the chair and the vice chair. And I'd uh, like to especially um, thank the chair for guiding us through some pretty 
treacherous waters that were um, complex and spirited, and we were able to get through them and still feel good about one another. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're still on speaking terms. Um, and I really want to commend you for your diligence and leadership throughout the year and filling the void that was created with the absence of our former chair. You did an excellent job and you're to be commended multiple times. Um, are there any other comments? Seeing none, the chair will entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. All those, uh, do we have to do a roll call? No. All those in favor? Aye. Uh, okay, it's unanimous. <laughs> Thank you. This Thank meeting you. is adjourned. Thank you.